Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! And Chiefs Kingdom, get ready to welcome your champions. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Iron Heads Abroad podcast. Um, you've got the misfortune of me, Neil, hosting again this week. And uh, in another change of company, I'm joined again by Owen. Owen, how are you? Hello. Yes, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm grand, thanks. Yeah, I'm grand. Um, so the Chiefs move on to 13-1 and um, with a 32-29 victory over the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Um, it was a real chippy nasty fist fight of a game Owen what did you think yeah it was um it was a really physical one like you said um obviously another close scoreline um the Chiefs are playing just as well uh as their opponents are playing um again continue this trend of not blowing out their opponents just like beating them as, as much as they need to beat them uh and moving on to the next one um it was a weird one like you said though yeah it was a really nasty really physical game uh for the Chiefs um it was an interesting one it was and I think it would it was it's going to help us build like our conditioning and our like like strength and, and our grittiness really uh, this sort of win um so yeah I'm, I'm happy with the result it's good that we can win in multiple different ways so isn't it i mean you've got to be able to out physical teams at some stage i'm thinking of if we come across the titans at some stage and we have to go up against uh derrick henry again um you know you're going to need a physical defense in there so i didn't mind a game like this at all it, it was a good kind of gauge for the playoffs and where we're at and to me we're ready like you know bring on what was it tom said the other day two home wins away from a, a super bowl yeah yeah um because if we lock, lock up the um first seed with a win this weekend against the falcons mm-hmm. we um yeah we take on the uh, the one seed which uh which would be great for us uh going into the playoffs and obviously would um secure us that home field advantage throughout the playoffs as well um which is going to be interesting because I think we touched on it um, when I was last on the podcast that there are some competition in the AFC that's a bit sticky for the Chiefs, like um, the Bills and the Titans, who could give us problems. So it'll be a lot better having that home field advantage, even though there won't be as many fans in the stadium as last time. I wonder how much of an advantage it'll be this time round. Like, with what is it, 15,000, 16,000, I think they're letting into our head at the moment. I don't know if that's going to change for the playoffs. Um, but. Uh... You wonder how much, because there were about 3,000 in New Orleans last week, weren't there? I'm sure if I look on the thing here, it will tell me. Um, no, it doesn't. I'm sure there were about 3,000 at the game. Um, but yeah, you wonder how much of a kind of an advantage you've got at home at the moment, apart from just not having to travel and the yeah. whole kind of logistical side of things that way around. Yeah, I think for the like, home field advantage in the playoffs, I think... As 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 much as the fans are an impact during a regular season, uh, reg, like a normal season, um, not a COVID season, um, the fans will have a massive impact. But just 
fans aside, like just the com- like the comfort of being at your home stadium and just being able to wake up and, and go into the facility as you normally would. And it's you don't have to stay in a hotel. You can just wake up and do your normal routine. It does kind of, I, I could assume it would put those players at rest and put those coaches at rest more rather than having to travel about, like you said. Um, so just the actual, the comfort of it, I guess, would, uh, would be an advantage. But obviously the fans would have helped if we were allowed more in. And I've just seen it was 3,000 in um, Mercedes-Benz yeah, Superdome. Yeah. Yeah, my memory hasn't let me down completely. Just <laughs> and, and did you think we played well against the Saints? It was another one of those weird games where I didn't, I didn't really love watching it. There were, there were moments where I was like, "Oh god, like that." That's a bit like the um, the Miko Hardman, no, the Demarcus Robinson, sorry, punt return. Or was oh, it, yeah. Was, yeah, was yeah, that yeah, me? Yeah. That was Demarcus. No, that was Demarcus it? Robinson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, out of the end zone, that like there, there are a couple of those plays where I just thought, oh god, that, is, that that looks like a a, a wild card team sort of play. that looks like a play that the one seed shouldn't be doing. Like these top teams in NFLs, they don't make those sort of mistakes, and 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 yet we still won and won quite comfortably. And you look at the stats. I mean, we had um, we converted half of our our third down attempts, so we were nine for eighteen on the day, and the Saints were one for eleven. Yeah, you, you don't win many games doing that. That's crazy, and it, did, it just didn't seem like that that much of a, a domination from watching it. But then you look at the stats, and 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 like we had thirty four first downs, and the Saints had fifteen. It's mm. it's crazy how how tricky the game seemed watching it. And then you look back at the stats, and you think we we actually handled them quite well. I mean, we we played really well against them. Well, the way they approached it defensively, where they had the two safeties deep, and they were basically saying. You know, you can matriculate the ball down the field, lads, and you're not going to beat us deep. Um, and we had 179 yards rushing on 41 carries. I, I'm torn as to how good an approach that is because we've been scoring points on everyone, okay? And we picked up, what, 32, was it, in this one? Yeah. Um, so to beat us, you have to score at least 33. And then you look at the time of possession, and we had the ball for 41 minutes, and they had it for 18. And you're going, well, you're not giving yourself an opportunity to score enough points by do it, by taking that approach on defense. So, like, is it better just to to say, to hell with it, like, let's try and attack and score our points quickly, and if the Chiefs score points quickly, so be it. Or are you better off just letting the Chiefs have the ball for ages and hope you can score enough points in the meantime. Yeah, it's one of those ones where I, I think it would, again, I feel like we quote the Yahoo Sports podcast nearly <laughs> every week, but I think they were talking about it the other week where it is a case of just like, is it death by a thousand paper cuts or or, or let the Chiefs just blow you out over the top? Um, and it's kind of like more of a pick your poison thing when you play against the Chiefs. Um, I think one of the, the the more successful ones that I've seen, like methods for taking on the Chiefs, is when teams just try everything. Like they go for it on fourth down, they attempt fake punts, they they go for it like when they're in the red zone and and they need to score points. Like they just Carolina take Panthers. those chances. Yeah, exactly. Like the Panthers are doing, and for for a team that on the on 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 the on paper is is considerably weaker than the Chiefs side, they played a very good game against us and it was because they made those ballsy decisions, they took those chances and it paid off for them yeah. for most of the time and, you know, they came close uh, and for a team that, if a stronger team then did that and was successful doing it, I think they'd, they'd have 
more success than the Carolina did. So it's just one of those those teams now with the Chiefs where you just kind of got to hope hope for the best, really, um, when you come up against us. Like in in seven of our last ten games, we've scored at least thirty two points. So you were highly likely that you were going to have to put up the guts of 35 to win. And you're not going to do that if you've only got the ball for 18 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So I I can understand the logic in saying, okay, we're not going to let Patrick Mahomes beat us. And if you want to rush the ball for 176 yards, go ahead, knock yourselves out. That's fine. But you you have to give yourself an opportunity to win the game, as well. And that that approach isn't giving te- teams aren't winning using that approach. The Bills did it to us earlier in the season, and we rushed for the guts of two hundred yards, and we beat them comfortably. Like yeah, you have to turn it into a, a no holds barred, all guns blazing shootout, and <laughs> and hope that stuff t- falls your way. I I don't see any other way of beating this team. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it is getting to the point now where we do like we beat a top contender in the NFC, um, and look at the stats and it and it was quite a comfortable one. I mean, with the third like the first down and third down conversion percentages, it's it's looks like um, a comfortable win for the Chiefs despite the scoreboard. But then you you have me coming away from the game thinking I didn't particularly like watching it. Like I, I would have wanted more from the Chiefs teams, and it's so weird that we've beaten one of the top teams in the NFL. And I've come away thinking I, I, I'm 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 kind of disappointed, uh, or, or not disappointed, but do you know what I mean? It's not. It, it didn't grab me. It wasn't it convincing. I, I, didn't, I didn't fall in love with it. Yeah, it, um, it yeah. wasn't convincing. Win. Um, it's it's so strange. Uh, it's amazing. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna regret it for a second. Like being a Chiefs fan, but um, yeah, it's it's it is it is a strange one. Um, because when the expectations are that high for this team now. I mean, you've got the leading passing, the, the passing yards leader. You've got the second and fifth receiving yards leader. Um, you've got an all-pro at running back, and and you've got seven Pro Bowl uh, attendees on on your team, which is tied for the most in the league. It, there are such high expectations for this team now, and it's getting to the point now where, and if unless we do completely dominate a team and and really come out swinging and don't make a mistake, I often come away from it thinking like. Yeah, we won. Like, but I wanted more from them. I, I expect I expect more from them, which is really bad saying. It's very Patriots esque, isn't it? Yeah. You can swear on the podcast like that. I mean, we've won what one, two, three, four, six, eight. We've won nine in a row now. Mm. And you, the Panthers game's probably the only one where you are kind of really concerned about the results. Yeah. And yet. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like, there's, it feels like there's something missing, but we're still winning. Yeah, yeah. I think it is because we are just used to these, like, big, flashy, explosive plays from Mahomes and the rest of the offense. That when we don't do it, but we're just a, a, like a well-oiled machine and we just grind out the wins. It's just not as captivating to watch, but when the results are, are, are there and you're still getting W's at the end of the week, it, it doesn't matter what, what fashion you do it in. I mean, and this week, I, I know we scored 30-odd points, but it, it was much... the de- if I, It was more the defence and the offence 
which impressed me. You know, how many three and outs did they have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They had eight three and outs. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and they had one, two, three, four. They had five drives that weren't three and outs. You know, the first four drives were three and out. They got five yards, five yards, six yards, and minus six. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was halfway through the second quarter when they got a first down. Yeah. Like defensively, we're look we're looking good. But who who on defense would you say is actually playing good? Honey Badger. Sneed. Yeah, but then, but then Honey Badger let one go down the right sideline to Emmanuel Sanders. He did, yeah, he fell asleep on that one. That was, that was a, a, a bad step from him. Uh, I watched the replay, and, and he did just take that one step too much, which just allowed Sanders to get open. But yeah. like this season, definitely he has been one of our best players on defence. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's again, it's, it's one of those weird ones where I, I can't point to an individual um, performer, an individual player that's made this happen, and yet our defense is, is is playing well. I mean, like you said, we we played really well against the Saints, especially in that first half. Um, we did we did play extremely well. Sneed had a, another great game, like uh, three passes defended, one sack, and an interception. Steal uh, of the draft in the fourth round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's turned into one of the best, one of the better cornerback prospects in, in, in this year's draft, if not the best cornerback um, in this year's draft. I, I can't name. Another who who who's impressed me as much as uh, as Snead has. I mean, I know I'm a Chiefs fan, but <laughs> there will be some bias there. But um, no, he's he's had a great season. Um, it's been really, and especially for the fourth round. I mean, the production we've got out of him is is great, and that's exactly what we need to do as a team that's looking to put together a franchise. Hit on those late round draft picks, and and it's promising seeing players like Snead come up and do that, and like Wharton when he had those good couple of um, games. It's nice seeing that because. It shows that we've got the right people in place to find that sort of talent late in the draft, um, and if we can keep hitting on that, we, we we should be good for the future to keep building. I, I think we have to keep hitting on that with the yeah. with the contracts that we have on the books, not just Mahomes, but having to keep the weapons around Mahomes as well to to kind of maximise his talent. You know, you've got to keep Tyree Kill. You've got to keep Travis Kelsey you're probably going to need another good wide receiver as well as that. Like someone, uh, not quite, li- well, someone like Sammy Watkins, but not necessarily Sammy Watkins, because I assume Sammy Watkins is going to walk at the end of the season. Um, But someone's going to have to fill that role. And I, I'm not sure we've got that person on the roster at the moment. Um, You know, we're possibly going to have to dip into free agency there, kind of a, a good number two wide receiver just to to make sure that Mahomes has the best chance of being himself and being what he's capable of being. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to turn into one of those franchises that has this extremely good talent at quarterback and then just fails to build around him and, fa- and fails to to put the pieces in there and and it ends up his potential is is it will often be it's wasted. Yeah, a lot a lot yeah higher than than what his actual production is. Um, I, yeah, I'm, but... think, I'm thinking to Sean Watson at the Texans there. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's exactly. take our top receiver and trade him away for two pound fifty. <laughs> like, uh, Bill O'Brien, and then fire the, then fire the head coach think? GM that did it. Yeah, <laughs> halfway uh, through the season, <laughs> and then now he's left with them. And yet, Deshaun Watson still makes it to the Pro Bowl. Like, the the whole Pro Bowl voting thing just baffles me. Like, it's just a name contest and once you've got your name in that ring of names it's very hard to get out frank clark is an example i would i was about to say the exact same thing how Uh, frank clark has made it this season i mean i know i'm a chiefs fan saying this but it is it's wild having frank clark i'm just gonna look up his stats here because 
has he even got a couple of sacks mate? He's got five sacks in fourteen games. Yeah. Yeah. Nineteen tackles. Like there's there's nothing but mind you, he's second on the team I suppose in sacks, so but I'd be struggling to say I was impressed with him this season. Yeah, um, certainly not Pro Bowl caliber uh, play from him this season. Um, and like you said, I think it does come back to the, the whole voting system is just based on it's a popularity contest. At the end of the day, when you yeah. scroll through it on your phone or your laptop and you just see the names and you just select, so you just click on the boxes of the people you using. Oh yeah, no, I I know him. Like he's yeah. come up on Instagram loads on, but the NFL posted about him loads. I'll vote for him, sort of thing. Like it just depends on how many highlight plays that particular fan sees of that particular player. Yeah. over the course of that season and I assume that the Chiefs playoff run last season helped Frank Clark as well to uh, slide into that conversation as well. Like yeah, because he was a monster through those playoff games. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah, he, play, he played really well in, those play- in that playoff run and I think that has contributed to it where you just become like, and it, it's like one of those things where if there's not been a player that stood out at that position that season, then it does happen that just the the best player from last season slides into it and, and takes that yeah. spot. Um, if there's not been anyone that's like blown away, um, but yeah, you know I can't complain. Seven players in the Pro Bowl that's that's tied for, like for the league best, like I said earlier. With uh, three other teams, isn't it this season? All have yeah. seven players in the Pro Bowl: the Seahawks, the Ravens, and is it Bill? No, Packers. I mean the the eight and five Ravens who've been fairly mediocre mm. for a fair stretch of the season, and they have a lot of Pro Bowlers. Again, that goes back to what did they do last season? Um, that kind of that got their names up there. Yeah, because they were outright the most in the league last season when they did the Ravens. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they do have great players. It's just whether this season reflects that for. Pro Bowl votes enough, but the AFC North is still wide open with with the Steelers losing uh, three on the trot now. They're so, horrendous, aren't they? Yeah, it's moment. it's unbelievable how quickly that ship has turned around. Um, I mean, I've been looking at Juju Smith-Schuster TikTok dancing on the logo videos on Twitter for the past like day and a half now. It's so funny watching watching all the like comparison videos to him before the game and then looking at the scoreboard afterwards it's, it's been really fun <laughs> it, it, it's all well and good doing those things but you sure as hell better be bloody winning the games while you're <laughs> at it because if, if you don't win the games after doing shit like that you look like an idiot Yeah, like, yeah. If, if you're gonna do it back it up, Like get yourself 100 yards receiving but don't do it and then get beaten as well and, and, Pittsburgh, and he Pittsburgh just looked brutal Juju got blown up as well by when he. Did you see that uh, pass he caught across the middle of the field? No. And no. The, oh, the I think it was Von Bell absolutely obliterated him, like it destroyed him. It was yeah, you, you should watch it back. It was such good play. Um, but he catches a ball like I think it looks like a drag route or something like that, and the linebacker just comes in and just absolutely blows him up. It's, it, was, it was good fun to watch. Uh, apparently he's come out in the last hour and said uh, he's going to stop dancing because he doesn't want to be a distraction. <laughs> 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 I, I think your dancing's the least of your issues there, Juju. At the <laughs> yeah, and he's start winning some more games. <laughs> well, yes, there, absolutely. There we got 11. So, so who's going to win that division then? You've got Pittsburgh at 11-3 and three, and they still have the Colts and the Browns to play and I can very much see them losing both of those. Yeah. So they, they could potentially finish 11-5 and five. 
Cleveland are ten and four. Assuming they beat Pittsburgh, I'm not sure who their other games against. But you could have a three-way tie, eleven and five, if Baltimore win out, Cleveland win one, and Pittsburgh win two. Yeah, um, but then the Steelers beat the Ravens twice, didn't they? Um, there's a question. Ah, so the Jets have the Browns next week as well. Okay, so the Jets are going. Well, so the Jets, the Jets, so the Browns, the, uh, the Browns could win out. Yes. They have a good chance of winning out. And being um, twelve and four, yeah. So it's a Browns division to lose almost, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's quickly become that, which is so weird. When I mean, I I never really bought onto it, but the NFL storyline of the Steelers being a juggernaut this season. Um, quickly we, we said evaporated. a few times, didn't we, about who have they actually beaten? Yeah, yeah, and, and, they, and they beat up it. on some bad teams. Or some good teams that weren't playing well at the time. Mm. Yeah. And then they come up against a, a bad team last week in the Bengals and, and lose to Ryan Finley. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where Pittsburgh goes from here. I mean, I, they'll obviously, they've clinched the playoffs already, so so, that, so they'll be there, but it'll be, be a wild card at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one in the FC North. I think things are starting to heat up a bit now. Obviously, as we round the corner into the playoffs, um, things, are, things are starting to get hot, a bit hot. Um, so is there anyone in the AFC that you don't want to play in the playoffs I mean like I said earlier it's toss up for me between the Bills and the Titans I think they're two really really good strong teams Um, I think the Bills uh, I'd rather face the Titans than the Bills at at this stage Um, yeah just because they, they feel like the more rounded team to me. I mean, I know they've got Derek Henry on at Tennessee, who's an absolute monster, but Josh, Josh Allen's playing some great football at the moment and they've got a mean defense, the bills. Um, and I, I really like their coach. I really like Sean McDermott as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think Buffalo are a really good team and they're just starting to get into stride as well. I mean, winning their first division, division title in 25 years, however long it's been. 1995, I think, was their last division title. Yes, that's right. So yeah. I wasn't born the last time that, that they won the AFC East. <laughs> There's a fun fact for you. Yeah, I was at we're... university when they last won the AFC <laughs> East. Yeah, so, it, I mean, it's. I, I feel like they're, they're heating up at the right time and, and they had a strong start and they're just starting to, to, to put on that, that pressure at the end now where they, where they start to pull things together and, and they look well, they're... good. They obliterated Denver on Saturday night, didn't they? Yeah. Because um, I, I watched the first quarter of that, um, and I, I was just looking on Paddy Powers to see if there's anything worth betting on on the game, just to make it interesting. And Buffalo were minus three uh, on the point spread, and I was like, that's Paddy Powers gifting people money, because Buffalo is so superior to Denver. <laughs> Uh, so I just emptied my Paddy Bauer account onto that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't even watch the rest of the game after about the first quarter. As I already knew where it was going. I think Buffalo were 14 nothing up at the time. <laughs> but yeah, there's only one winner of this game. Um, so at the moment, the seeding stand as Kansas City's number one. Buffalo would play at home to Miami. Ooh, Pittsburgh, that's a tough game. Yeah, Pittsburgh would play at home to the Colts. And mm. Tennessee would play at home to Cleveland. That'd be fun. The th- that middle game does not sound great. Uh, Steelers Colts. I mean, Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger going up against each other um, just doesn't sound like a very attractive matchup. Um, but the other men. 
Yeah, yeah. Find it out. But the other two yeah. guys, the other two teams, uh, the other two games, even um, they sound like fun. Cleveland, Cleveland, Tennessee will be uh, will be hot if that, if that's how it ends um, after week seventeen. Um, I'd, fancy, I'd fancy Cleveland to come out of that, you know. I, they they're looking good right now. Like that, they, they, they play January football. They run the ball well, and they've got a good yeah. defense. Tennessee, on the other hand, run the ball well, and their defense isn't great. Yeah. So, yeah, I and think... I think I think like the Bills, the Browns are one of those teams that are they're getting hot at the right time. They're just yeah. starting to find their feet. They know what their identity is, and they, and they know where they where they want to go in the future. And it's yeah. I think it's because they've lent away from from Baker Mayfield. They they, they know that they're they're a ground first team. They know that they're a strong defensive team. Um, and it doesn't they don't need to rely on on the number one overall pick from two years ago. They can they can they can focus on or three years ago how long it was. They can focus on what what they know and what and what they do well, and it's winning them football games. So they will be a tough opponent in the playoffs as well. For Is us. there a better running back duo than Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? I mean, they're showing it this season. They're showing it like they are one of the one of the best ones out there. Um, yeah, they are playing some really good football. Um, Kareem Hunt's uh, played really well for for the Browns um, as a former Chiefs player. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not great to see, but um, no, I'm, I'm happy for him. He, he, he's doing doing his thing in Cleveland and Nick Chubb's been a monster this season as well. Um, yeah. It just depends on, on, on whether you take the duo of Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt or just Derek Henry on his own really in that matchup. Give me two of them. Definitely give <laughs> me two of them. Um, and Miami against Buffalo. It'd be hard to see Miami going to Buffalo and winning. Yeah. Like um, that. That, that in, was... in beginning of January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would struggle to pick Miami there with a rookie quarterback. I yeah. think Miami is still a year or two away from winning those kind of games. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously it's a bit of a trivial point, but <laughs> they're Miami, they're south. It's a bit, a bit warmer yeah. down there. You can imagine it being freezing cold in Buffalo in January. Perhaps yes. even a snow game in the playoffs. And yeah, it's um, it is one of those things where they are still. I mean, no one expected the Miami Dolphins to be in the playoffs in in uh, this season, uh, and the fact they've done that and they, and they've and they've been able to to almost obviously the season's not over yet, but almost pull together this playoff run is is really impressive for a team that's meant to be rebuilding, and and it'll be exciting to see where they go in two three years time. But yeah, I yeah. don't think whether they're matched up with the Bills just yet. Yeah, they're going places all right. They're mm. going to be a force to watch, and it'll be a good game. It'll be an interesting game to watch um, if that is what the matchup is by the end of the regular season. Um, that'd be a really fun game, but I think the Bills will take it. So I, I would pick the Bills as well. Colts against Steelers, I would pick the Colts. I think the Steelers are on too much of a slide. Um, what about oh, I, see, I think that's where I disagree. I think the Steelers might take that one just for the pure defense, like their defensive efforts. So I think if their pass rush can get to Philip Rivers and, and disrupt him, like, it, but, it can but almost du- win but them But Dupree's done for the year, isn't he? He's not going to be back for the Yeah, players. I guess. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. You know they're um, de- they're missing three or four of their first choice linebackers. They basically got T.J. Watt, and that's it, really. Yeah, that's true. Um, and the Colts have Colts are the number one defense in the league. Yeah, um, that's, and Pittsburgh's yeah, offense is pure filth at the moment, and getting worse by the week. Yeah, and they they have no yeah. run game, and like Big Ben looks like Big Ben in London, where he's stationary and. Doesn't do anything at the moment, <laughs> you know. It, it, That's great comparison. Um, so I, I'm definitely going Colts there, and then give me two running backs off of one. I fancy Cleveland. So you um, think Cleveland can make it to the AFC Championship game? 
Well, because if if that were the case, then the Chiefs would play the Colts and yeah. Buffalo would play Cleveland. I would fancy us to beat the Colts. I always fancy us against a good defense. Buffalo and Cleveland. Oh, bloody hell, that'd be a tough one. Mm, I don't know who I'd pick out of that one. That'd be a coin toss. I I would back Buffalo in that situation. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know what it is about them. I, I really like the way that the, the way they're playing this season. Um, I I really like Josh Allen. I think he's playing some great football, like I've said. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sean McDermott is is like um, what's I can't remember the name of the of the Browns head coach. Uh, Stefanski, Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's done well to get the cle- like the Browns to the position they're in, but I think it might be one of those like Miami situations where it might need another few years before he can take him over the top, yeah. um, and and take him to where they need to be, and with a couple more like drafts, free agencies, to like really build around his his scheme and what he wants to do and the way he wants to play football. Um, I think the Browns could be in that conversation in, in, in a year or so's time, but I think right now. I, I think I'd take the Bills and Sean McDermott. So Chiefs against the Bills in the AFC Championship game. And that would be fun. Yeah. That would be great fun. I, I couldn't see us losing that. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's hard when, when, when you do view yourself as, as like, the, the best team in the league. Uh, it's hard to... But the to, thing to is, pick. we are the best team in the league. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You can't... You can't but, I mean, deny it's hard that to pick. Fact. It's hard to choose against us because, yeah, we 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 are playing some great football, and, and until until someone does derail us, I, I don't think it's it's a question of of who who is the best team in the league. It's just about someone willing to well, or driven enough to take us down. Um, it's is weird there... because you'd assume that like teams would be playing their best football against us as well because they want to beat the defending champions. They want to try and cause that upset and. Like normally, you see more trip ups from a Super Bowl defending team, don't you think? Yeah, but maybe teams are playing their best against us, and it's just not good enough. <laughs> that's the hope. You know that, but that's yeah, yeah, that's the reality it is, check, it is very likely, know? yeah, yeah. Um, like defensively, teams can't slow down our offense. We've just got too many weapons. I mean, we, we've had no running game for half the season, at least. And they still can't stop us scoring 30 points plus. Defensively, we've been good enough. I'm not not sure I'd go as far as say good, but good enough. Um, You know, we're just... We're better than everybody else. And it... it, I I don't want to say it because it sounds arrogant and it sounds, like, presumptive. But it's the facts. Like, we we just (laughs) are. You know, it's the... (laughs) There's no other way around it. We're just the rest of the teams aren't playing at our level at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's evident when, like I said, we did play one of the the top NFC contenders, and a lot of people are, are thinking that this is going to be a, a, a like a preview to the Super Bowl this season, Chiefs Saints, and it you could tell from like like you said, it was a gritty game. Like they got a bit pissed off at times. Cam Jordan got ejected. Like a lot, like they were really heated in that game. And it looked like they wanted a win. Like they wanted to prove something in that game, the Saints. And they just couldn't do it. They couldn't get the best of us, even when they were so into it that they were willing to get themselves ejected and 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 yeah. like scream and shout when they tackled one of our players after they had picked up a first down for about fifteen yards. They then start like 
like a classic DB when they uh, tackle a player after they've made a play. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> I'm just looking at Paddy Power's Super Bowl odds here. Chiefs are a 17 to 10 favourite. So if you put £10 on the Chiefs, you'd get 17 back. Next is Green Bay. If you put £10 on Green Bay, you'd get 60 back. Wow. That uh, that's a, that's the golfing quality which Paddy Powers are saying, and bookies don't that's usually crazy. get that wrong. Yeah, that is that is wild. Next is the Saints. You'd get seventy five back for your tenner. Uh, next is Buffalo. You'd get a hundred and ten. Seattle. You'd get a hundred and twenty, and Tampa Bay. You'd get a hundred and forty. So it's almost ten times. They're saying that it's almost 10 times more likely that the Chiefs make the Super Bowl than another AFC team. Yes. It's more than 10 times. More, more than likely. 10. Yeah, more than. <sighs> wow. Yeah, that is. That is something. <laughs> and, and it's five going on six times more likely that they'll win it than an NFC team. That is crazy. Yeah, I'm not, you, I mean, you can't complain as a Chiefs fan. I mean, I know I do. It feels like a lot of the time I do come on the podcast and say, oh, we won, but I didn't really like it. But it is really hard to complain as a Chiefs fan because when 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 even the bookies and, and, and the bet shops are saying stuff like that, it, it's just... You almost stop, like, stop, stop... Like like I say, it does set your expectations so high where you just you just come numb to it, sort of. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it just becomes like the norm, and then it's like, well, where do we, where do we go from here? Like we're 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 doing it, like we are winning, <laughs> like we've won. Like what do we do now? You win it again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you again. run it back and, and have another again. go, uh, and then you do it again the following year, and, and that's that's where it gets difficult is finding that motivation to keep going back and keep doing it. Again. It's like Sir Alex Ferguson, Manchester United, kind of. 95 to 2005 ballpark kind of era you know you win the title two three times in a row how do you kind of refresh that team bring in new faces and keep that enthusiasm and the hunger to go out and do it again you know it's a really difficult thing to do but again have we got the best coach in the league probably at the moment so you know, if there's anyone who's kind of level-headed enough to keep them focused a game at a time and not worry about the bigger picture stuff, it's Andy Reid. Yeah, yeah. God, it's good being a Chiefs fan. <laughs> I'll tell you, what, after some of the shitty teams I've seen over the years, you don't like it's good to see a Chiefs <laughs> yeah, fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and of course. Uh, so how long have you been? I feel, I feel like I've asked you before, but I, 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 I don't remember. How long have you been an NFL fan for? Not just Chiefs. Um, it was probably ninety three when I started watching it, and I picked the Chiefs then. Oh, it's right. kind of like as my team. Um, so whatever that is, coming up on thirty years, twenty seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty seven oh. years. So obviously, you've seen like the the um, Patriots dynasty like in its full like, in its entirety when it went on yeah. that crazy stretch of two decades of almost win the division every single year. Um, What's it like as a as an AFC a fan of another AFC team watching the Pats not win their division for the first time in, in God knows how long? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it it is sweet to be honest. On the other hand, I don't really care who wins the other divisions, as long as we win ours and we've won ours five in a row now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seeing the years where Denver were ripping the league up, um, when Manning was their quarterback before he just went belly up right towards the end, you know, they were tough years because we were bad at that time as well. Yeah, that 2012, 2000. Yeah, kind of around that was the. 2-14 and 14 season, wasn't it? Because mm-hmm. um, one of those two's wins was against the Saints in New Orleans. And I was at that. I went to like two two games that year and one of them was one of our two wins. And I was <laughs> bloody lucky that that yeah, happened. Yeah, that is lucky, yeah. Because we were played off the park to a large extent on that day as well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really care who wins the other divisions, to be honest. I mean, the Patriots have been a good team and hats off to them like you know you've got to give them credit that to have done what they've done for as long as they've done it that's a phenomenal achievement oh, and yeah, I, yeah. right now i'm just hoping that we can do what they've done mm-hmm. you know if, if we can win six super bowls out of the next 15 20 we've done really well yeah yeah i mean they've got to be one of the best sports dynasties not even american football sports dynasties of all time the patriots i mean they, they've seen incredible mm. what they've been able to do over the last two decades or however long it's been particularly with the nfl being set up for parity the way it is with the salary cap and the draft and yeah you know if you keep winning the super bowl and you're picking at the end of the first round that's a significant difference to being crappy and picking kind of early doors each time yeah especially because they have a history of being really bad in the draft as well it's not even that they've got bad yeah. positions they just don't draft well the patriots and and the fact they still get that together and still manage to keep swinging and keep coming back and winning that division and and get into those super bowls and, and doing what they've done it's yeah it is a credit to obviously bill belichick and tom brady and the, and the rest of the patriots organization because they play some great football, <laughs> but obviously some, it must be. They've got some rebuilding job to come now, though. Yeah, yeah, they've they, got they are, they are not going to win that division anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. Especially with yeah. like the Bills ready now, and then the Dolphins in a few years' time, like we said, they'll they'll, they'll be there as well. So they've got yeah, some, I mean, they've got some competition in the AFC East now as well. That's a serious three-team division coming forward now. Um, I'm not including the Jets in that. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, Jets fans. The Jets are the Jets, and if there's any Jets fans listening to this, I feel for you. I really do. Like, I I feel for even more the fact that you won last week because you just screwed your chances of getting Trevor Lawrence. They Jets their way out of getting Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Like, only only the the Jets Jets could could do do that. that. (laughs) Only the Jets could do that. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's wild. But I mean, fair play to for at least getting a win. Like. Part of me is happy for him, but part of me is just laughing on the inside because it's just like, if if you're that bad and everyone knows you're that bad, just be that bad and just get the number one pick. Like, just live up to it because and, and, you'll be better off for it. But, you know, it's a good quarterback draft, though, this year with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah, and, and there's a couple Zach, of them as well. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, yeah, I think is his name, yeah. Um, um, uh, Trey Lance. Well, I've not heard um, his name as much, but those three guys, like the first three we talked about, like, I've, I'm not that into co- into college football, so just hearing their name a lot to me is like, oh yeah, that that means they're probably yeah. a good prospect. If I've heard their name come up loads of times, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've heard good things about Trevor Lawrence and and, and Justin Fields in particular. So, and yeah. now the poor bastards are going to go to the Jets and the Jacks. <laughs> What kind of punishment is that? Like you've been brilliant in college, you've been the best player in position. Now you go play for the worst team in the league. Uh, and to be honest, with those two particular teams, without any great hope of turning things around anytime soon, it's like Joe Burrow going to the Bengals and 
you know, within half a season, he's screwed his knee up because they've got no protection for him whatsoever, and he's just getting battered every week. Yeah, yeah. There's like a photo that was going around after like week four of just Joe Burrow on the sideline, and you could just tell that in his head he's just thinking like, "Oh, what have I got myself into?" <laughs> he's like waiting for his rookie contract to expire. <laughs> I can understand why players would say, "I'm not going there," and. You know, you can draft me if you like, but I'm not going to play for you. I, I, I can well understand why certain franchises yeah. have players do that to them. Because they've got their own careers to look out for at the end of the day. Like, if they yeah, generally feel like their health would be at risk for playing for this team because they're going to get hit so much. Like, I don't blame them. And a couple of players have done that, haven't they, in the past? They've just outright said no. Said no, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it'll be interesting what these, uh, what these quarterback prospects do uh, as we as we yeah. approach the draft. But obviously we've got a long way to go and we've got um, a few we've more got games. Atlanta Falcons yeah. this weekend <laughs> yeah. as we drift back towards the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have a few more games before we get to the draft. Obviously, like you said, the Falcons are coming up. Um, look forward to the game. It should be a fairly, fairly comfortable one, right? Yeah, I mean, how good a team do we put out? Um, I, I, I'm... Like, we have... A 99.9% chance of qualifying as the number one seed, even if we lose both of these two games. Uh, I would be of the opinion, rest the starters this week against Atlanta, play them against the Chargers, and then you get a bye week. And essentially you've had two bye weeks in three weeks. Mm-hmm. You don't, You don't have that... Play them this week and then rest them against the Chargers, and then you have a week off and you have that two-week window there where you can just get that little bit stale like Baltimore did last year and then they got jumped on by the Titans who'd been playing yeah. week in, week out. I, I don't think two weeks gap is a good thing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, But if if we're going to win the division anyway, or we're going to win the AFC number one seed anyway, I, I would rest people this week, play against the mm-hmm. Chargers, and then rest. Thoughts? Yeah, no, don't disagree with it. I mean, it's always better to... If, if you're going to rest your players, I would rather see us rest our starters against an NFC team that we don't particularly need to worry about rather than an AFC divisional rival. I'd much rather yes. play our starters against a divisional rival and, and increase that that record, that, that, that firm record that we've already set ourselves in the AFC West. Um, yeah, and, 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 you know, finish the season strong, get a bit of momentum going into the playoffs. So it's not like, yeah, we've got a bit of big win in Atlanta and then we've got kind of a sloppy, maybe a win, but could lose to the Chargers in week 17 and then a rest week. And then we haven't seen Chiefs football in two weeks and they haven't played a game in two weeks. And yeah. everyone starts panicking about whether, whether it's going to set us back or not. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's the right thing to do to, to sit in this week against Atlanta. And, and I, I think if you've got anyone, you've got any doubts about their health, don't play them this week. Yeah. Yeah. Even if that means you've got like, I don't know, Durant and Remmers as your two tackles or Wiley's playing right tackle and Durant's playing left tackle. Like if Fisher and Schwartz aren't good to go, then put the backups in. But then if those two aren't good to go, I would question playing Mahomes this week as well because I wouldn't fancy playing him with two backup tackles. Yeah. Um, but I just, this game doesn't matter. In, in the seedings, it's not going to make any difference to anything. Mm-hmm. It's a dead rubber. Don't take any chances in this one. But then go and stump on the Chargers in the last game just to yeah. show them who's boss. Yeah, and it would be great if we, you know, 
had a bit of like a oh, not convincing win against the Falcons, or if we if we bench enough players, maybe perhaps even <laughs> lose against the Falcons, and then a big win against the Chargers, I think it would kind of shake the AFC up a bit. I mean, with the Bills and Titans, I mean, I know it's only the Chargers, but if we can come into Week 17 and, and put a hammer down against an AFC team and, and going into the playoffs, I think it, it might shake things up again. And the Falcons, they're out of the playoffs. Like they, they, they're, they're like mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, aren't they? So they yes, can't yeah, make yeah. it this season. So the Falcons aren't... Like what, what are they playing for? So it's, it's not going to be a, a, a big game this weekend. Uh, I'm not expecting anything interesting. Um, no. It should be a, a light one. Yes. You got a prediction for the score then? See, it's a weird one because it does depend on on whether they 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 do bench the starters or not. Um, I think I think we'll win, um, even if we do play our our, our backups. Um, not all of them, obviously, but if if we do decide to bench some players um, or rest some players, I, th- I think we'll still win either way. Um, but I I think it'll be another one of those things where the Chiefs just play to their opponents and they and they just get out there of a win, perhaps. 24 to 20, 24 to 19, around that range. Interesting. What about yourself? Um, I would still expect us to score points on them. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think the Falcon, the Falcons have a good passing offense, like, and they have no rushing offense at all. So I, I could see this being a shootout, to be honest. Um, I could see this being relatively high scoring as well. I, it wouldn't surprise me if it was like 38, 31 to the Chiefs or something like that. Really? Yeah. Um, but they've got Calvin Ridley's a really good receiver. He's got eleven hundred yards this yeah. season already. Um, they've got a couple of others because I was looking at their stats earlier. Um, got Julio Jones who may be injured, maybe not. Um, Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst, both have reasonable numbers for their positions. Todd Gurley's in there. Um, although I think he's been benched and. Ito Smith, it's an unusual name there for you, but Ito Smith is a running back, but Gurley's still a, a reasonable running back. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got offense. Like they're, I think I saw they were fifteenth in points scored and fifteenth in points conceded. Um, so they're okay. a real, real middle of the pack kind yeah, of team. Yeah, yeah, but, maybe, uh, maybe I, I was a bit uh, harsh on the Chiefs and, and the Falcons. Maybe they do put up more uh, against each other, but. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I think because it is just a weird one. I, I just didn't didn't want to be like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll put our forty on them and, and they'll score thirty five on us, just because I just just wasn't too sure how this game's going to go because it's a weird one with all the all the yeah. questions around who we, whether we're going to rest players and and whether we're going to perform or want to show up against them or whether we just want to take it easy and go into the playoffs. And so, yeah, I I, they they could do a Carolina one. Panthers and just say, mm. "Fuck it, well." We'll try everything. We're not going to yeah. bother punting. We'll go for it on fourth down every time. We'll go for two point conversions every time. It doesn't make any difference to them. Like they're, it's not going to change the the end of their season. So, yeah, and it would be you know a bit of a highlight. Yeah, it would be a feather in the cap. Yeah, it'd be like, oh look, we beat the beat the defending Super Bowl champions, but we didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Indeed. Yeah, so okay. Hopefully a, hopefully, a comfortable Chiefs win. Yeah, I I would expect us to win, but I, I think what you said was right. We'll probably play to their level and kind of we'll beat them, but not by a lot, which seems to be what we're doing most weeks now. 
Mm. Yeah, I feel like the rest of the wave these last two weeks is just going to be sitting around waiting for the playoffs to start. <laughs> Especially yeah, for I wouldn't Chiefs disagree fan. with that. Yeah. It's just going to be very much just like, oh, I just want to just want to get some player football in me now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can buy into that. Yeah, exciting times ahead after a couple of slow, two slow weeks uh, uh, that are due. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, I think that's us done for this evening, is it? Yeah, Anything yeah, else? great. No, I've got nothing okay. else. Okay, well, I'll finish off by wishing all our listeners a happy Christmas and yourself. Of course, well. yeah. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Um, um, have and have a good one. And I would imagine we would be back in between Christmas and New Year's uh, next week to to see if we were right about the Falcons game or not. <laughs> um, but from One King and Runover, this is Neil and Owen saying goodbye for now. <laughs>